When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to hour two of Jason and Alexis in the morning. Right here on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment, everything. Howard Dean is also excited about Holly Roberts. <laughs> there he is. Yes. That's right. Oh, thanks, oh. Dr. Dean. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> You're excited, aren't you, Howard? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, Mr. Rogers is excited that oh, Holly's here. What a special friend you are. That's right. Aww. Yes. B. Arthur is excited. Holly's here. Buzz off. Oh, oh well, I'm, well, maybe not. Maybe I told not. you, check with me at 8 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm quite there yet. Flo from Alice is excited. Holly's oh. here. It's not great. Oh. Oh, well, maybe not. Oh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, welcome to the show, what about everybody. Little John, Little John, Little John. Yeah, let's add. Let me. I, I got to wake him up a little bit because okay. he, Little John, is very, uh, very tired. He partied last night. Hey, Little John, are you excited about Holly being here? Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> let's get this mother crawl. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, a little spicy in the morning, Little John. Yes. <laughs> and and Alexis, we have to introduce Holly to our okay. favorite, and that's the cornhole competition director. Oh. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. What What do you think of all of this uh, cornhole uh, championship director? This is absolutely ridiculous. I'm sorry. Hit <laughs> the crap. Sorry about that, yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll work on that. Mm -hmm. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. It is hour two. Holly's here, and uh, we're already just having fun. We've already talked about roadkill, uh, what to add to the roadkill uh, to make it a little more delicious. Garlic. Garlic. seems That's always the answer. Yeah, I feel like. Or soy sauce. Teriyaki sauce is probably pretty good. Yeah, kikoman, yes. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Maybe some ginger? Mm. Maybe, Mm. yeah. I told you why I was in the ER. Uh, that all happened within just the first hour. So go go download that and listen to that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about the White Lotus finale coming up in a little bit. So setting the table here. Ooh. And then uh, am I the asshat? So a lot to get to. But right now, um, Dungeons and Dragons <gasps> Therapy. Yes. Um. What the hell is this? Okay, saw this in a strip too. Did you guys? Oh my god, Holly, we don't know this about you. Have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons? I have not. Surprisingly, yeah. I worked at a comic book store in college for a period of time. Oh, I see. Yeah. So you've witnessed a lot of this role playing. Yes. Game, Jason. Have you ever played D anD D? No, I have not. I have a cousin I have who loves it. Yeah. 
And he has all the little figures that he's painted, and he comes up with the, all the scenarios. But this is so great. They're using that game to reach Minnesota veterans at the VA oh. Medical Center. What? And then have them do this role play game. And it, so the community, you know, once they start talking about maybe their own experiences and, of course, pretending to be these mythical characters, it just opens up conversation. And it's really helping them with depression and, uh, post-traumatic stress, other disorders with social skills um, that can really cause some barriers in their life. And so that's what they're doing, which is really cool. Now I want to learn Dungeons and Dragons. I, uh, great. I I can't believe that this is a, a, a tool in the toolbox. Yeah. To, but. Yeah, I've never, I've never played. You bring the I, animals. I, you bring the. <laughs> we yeah. have, we've got the games. It's smart. Um, I was a nerd and I didn't play. Yeah. Yeah, you. I'm. Yeah, I was kind of Mm-mm. surprised by that. Yeah. I'm surprised um, Holly did not play yeah. out of the three of us. Holly, I'm shy. I thought for sure you dabbled like, in the D and D. Dungeon master would be <laughs> that something sounded, that you were interested in. Oh, uh, you know. Well, I mean, yeah. you know. But no, I never played any role playing games. But very familiar with all of them. Magic: The Gathering. Back in the yeah. day, Warhammer was a big thing. Hero Clicks was a thing, and Dungeons and Dragons is like the OG role playing game. Yeah. So, but that's fantastic that it's being used in therapeutic ways. It probably yeah. helps to open the conversation up and get at some really vulnerable spots for folks. Yeah. So right on. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. I, I love that. Holly, you, uh, it's a perfect, perfect segue into now, obviously people have listened to you, um, with Cobra for years and years and years, but maybe here in the morning show, they don't know you that well. Um, and I think one of the most fascinating things about you is how many you've had some of the most unique jobs or, uh, you've dabbled in this and that over the years, uh, would you give, uh, and I'll, let's set this to, to my favorite, delightful Kmart in-store Christmas music from the 70s. Holly, just go through a couple of your couple of your jobs over the years, things oh. that you've done, like things that not normal humans, and I hate the word normal, but normal mortals <laughs> haven't done. You've done a lot. Yeah. I didn't know about the comic book store. Yeah, that was just... I didn't either. That's what made me think of this. That was for a semester in college. It was really fun. I bet. Um, Well, let's see. In grad school, I was a research assistant. I helped write a book about Bollywood filmmakers. I worked on that. Um, I worked for a political consultant and a writer. I was his secondhand person. What else did we... I was a yoga instructor for a little while. I also worked a summer at the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company in the Mall of America. (laughs) Uh, How was that? (laughs) I'm turning my license plate to stop. I'm turning my license plate to stop. Oh, don't, please, please. I lasted one summer in there, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't. I just, I can't. I moved down the, I moved down the aisle to the California Cafe because I worked there. Remember that in the Mall of America? I do. Oh. I thought I was moving up in the world. I was like, I'm opening bottles of wine and bless the people that I waited on because I was like, okay, let me just put it between my legs. <laughs> Hold on now. <laughs> Open this up a little bit. Hydrate. <laughs> I wasn't the classiest server. Though. No, but hey. It <laughs> wasn't Cali- 
Wasn't California Cafe where Crave is now, Holly? Isn't that where, where it was at, I think? That I, is correct. Lex? Yes, yeah, yes. Look at that. Okay, I remember that. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Mall of America history. Oh, man. Look at you've had just you've been on game shows, right? Yeah. Holly, what, what game shows you've been on? Well, I was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Spoiler yep. alert, didn't become a millionaire. <laughs> right. You made it far though, right? How many I rounds? F- uh, I made it to the $100,000 mark, but then I, you know, took my m- novelty check and I left. Ah, I was yeah. like, all right, I'm going to the TGI Fridays down the street and we're going to celebrate. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then I, it's a true story. Then I was on Bingo America, found that on Craigslist. That was a show on the Game Show Network. Oh. It filmed in Van Nuys. And that same week, it filmed in a warehouse area where I think that there was a porn actor who was killed oh. with a machete in the oh. same vicinity that week. Oh. Well. Also, it's embarrassing because <laughs> I, the most embarrassing thing I looked at it the first time I watched it was a couple years ago. Apparently, I yeah. eye-rolled so hard at Richard Karn. <gasps> Al from Home Improvement, that those producers probably buried that episode so dang deep because they were like, who is this grimace looking purple shirt having woman who rolled her eyes to the host to the host? (laughs) (laughs) Was it just so ridiculous or uh, I don't know. I was crabby and I don't know why I was crabby. Oh, Holly. (laughs) I'll have to find it. I you will find to. it over the holidays. Please. I would, I, it is the most embarrassing thing that I have ever done in my life. Oh, my God. I was like, what was up your pants that day? I think I was annoyed at the person that I was competing against because he was just. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, I beat him. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Bingo. You got to find that. Lex, you haven't oh. been on any game shows, have you? No, no. My closest was so, my yeah. math teacher in college. He won a washer and dryer on The Price is Right. That's Whoa. right. That was a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, no, no. But did he oh, keep okay. it? He did. He won it and kept it. Yeah. Kept it. Okay. He needed it. He was like, this was the perfect timing. And, you know, being a very practical man, yeah, it was the perfect practical. prize for him, you know? Beyond. You yeah. can't get more practical than a washer-dryer set. No. You haven't been on any, have you, Jace? No. The only kind of national... I was on Oprah. Um, mm. I was on. I was in the audience several times um, when I did uh, kind of an internship at Harpo 94-95. Um, and then I was on Jenny Jones as a guest. Oh, um, right. That was the coming out episode. And I had not come out to my family and I was on Jenny Jones coming out, and yeah. Wow, how did they find you, or you find them? I, I don't know the, the origin number. story of that. Oh, Rim- oh, you Rim- called the hotline it, at the end. Yeah, because see, um, in Chicago, in the Chicago area, the Chicago TV stations, which that's where I grew up, um, Jenny Jones, Jerry Springer, Oprah, and for a time, Donahue, all filmed in Chicago. So you guys didn't see this here. But at the end of the first block, well, that's what we call them in TV, the first segment, um, there would be a, an announce that would come up and it would go for Oprah would go, oh, I think I even remember the number. Um, are you, do you have three legs? Call the Oprah Winfrey show at, uh, you know, I forgot what, now I don't, you know, 312. I used to have the number memorized anyway. And Jenny Jones would do the same thing. And I yeah. called. And it was like, um, are you afraid to come out to your family and friends? And I called that line, and they put me up at a hotel, and I was on the Jenny Jones show. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And hadn't told my family yet. 
thank goodness they cut my revelation. You could just see me on stage with the other people coming out. Um, but, but oh, they your cut story me. wasn't... No, it wasn't scandalous enough. And oh. they did want me to make it more scandalous. So that's why I'm like, oh, I know how those talk show producers used to do back in the day. They really tried to amp up my story, which didn't really need amping up. And yeah, so they cut me because I refused to kind of make it bigger than it was, which is ironic because that's what I do for a living now. But yeah, anyway. You're like, yeah. now I would have nailed that. Oh, girl. <laughs> You're now like, now? Wait I to hear really this journey. Gay. We're about to go on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. <laughs> exactly. We're going to take a break when we come back. Speaking of television, the White Lotus <gasps> season finale. Next. When I'm away from you, I miss your touch. You're the reason this is Jason and Alexis in the morning. Live on my talk, everything entertainment, everything Carol Channing. Raspberries! That's right, Carol Channing. Raspberries, girl. <laughs> They're good for you. Eat them. Mm-hmm. I'm Jace with Lex and Holly. It is a new day on this Monday, December 12th. We're so glad you're here. Uh, we're going to talk White Lotus. The second season finale aired last night on HBO. Before we do anything, we do not like to ruin shows for people on this show. Mm-hmm. So so you won't sue us. Here we go. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Okay. You've been warned. We are going to talk about it. Yeah, keeping that in mind. Oh, so go ahead. Yes. Yeah. To To quote Bethany Frankel, we're going to mention it all. Mention it all. So okay, all right. That was my question. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, nope, how, how? Nope. we okay. got to. We got to. I think so. Unless you don't want to, no, what do you think? I, Lex? I, no, I was just curious to see. Yeah, yeah me too. What you guys yeah. were thinking. Um, okay. I have to say about the show that the marketing is absolutely genius um, because every season there's a, someone dies, and it what they led with. Mm-hmm. completely took someone out of the equation for me and the mystery um, when that person actually should have been in the mix. And I think that was one of the brilliant pieces, at least because remember, we're all trying to guess who yeah. it is and what happened. Overall, overall, I have, yes. I have two questions for okay, you, go ahead. my dear friend. Yeah. Let me start with question one. Yeah. Overall, do you like season two of White Lotus more than season one? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. Now, second question. Okay. What did you think of the finale? It was the best episode of all. <laughs> because, look, everything was kind of coming to a crescendo. You know that couple, um, oh, uh, Harper Ethan? and Ethan. Yeah. Really kind of bugged me. And also, <laughs> Tanya, played by Jennifer did. Coolidge, because it's like, just say, speak, fight. Come on. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs> but of course, they had very satisfying endings and ter- well, some more than others. Yeah. Um, but um, so that in that way, I that helped at least because that that was a low the low part for me where I was like, come on, 
we can't, you guys are in this beautiful place. Why are we silent? And maybe it's just because it's so different for me where I would just want to fight it out and just mm-hmm. get it out there. You and um, my husband, yes. Oh, right. Okay. And then Tanya. <laughs> yeah. I like how you didn't include that yourself in that. Huh? <laughs> Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then and then Jennifer Coolidge's character, Tanya, she witnessed something and didn't tell her assistant, which would have been valuable information. Um, of course, that all was revealed, too. So um, that's part of the show. It, you watch yep. with anticipation. You watch with butt clench because you just can't help feel just this urgency and what's going to happen next. So um, that part, there's also some one lines in, in here that are just like crack me up. The grandpa says something about the Achilles heel is actually an Achilles for men mm-hmm. um, because they mm-hmm. just can't help it. Mm-hmm. Getting aroused. And then um, and then Tanya was talking about the nephew doing something to his uncle and just the, her delivery of yes. the phone. They were naked. <laughs> they were naked. Just My favorite line adult is... Stuff. These, She's like, what adult stuff? My favorite line, again, spoiler alert, White Lotus finale, we're mentioning it all. Uh, my favorite line from Jennifer in this last episode were, the gays are trying to kill me. These gays are trying to kill me. Holly, what did you think? <laughs> I thought it was a perfect ending to season two of The White Lotus. Yeah. It was satisfying. It was dramatic. It was tense. And I thought that the story progressed in a way that it should. You know, yeah. I, you know, it, we were all, I feel like both of Jason and Alexis, you guys were speculating on what the heck was going to happen at the end. Yeah. And yeah, the finale, the resolution of oh. this was one of two possible guesses that I had. And I was like, okay. And the way that it happened, I was like, yeah, that fits the character. And if you watch the after episode on HBO Max, creator Mike White discusses that. And it's like, oh, I didn't watch that. Always stay through the credits. Every episode they did that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Mike White, the creator of The White Lotus, discusses his reasonings why he ended season two, particularly with the character Tanya in the way that he did. And it was like, well, geez, that's brilliant. Can't wait for season three. Which they said, Vanity Fair is reporting. Again, spoiler alert. Talking White Lotus finale. So according to Vanity Fair, this is what we know about uh, White Lotus season three. And I love this first part. Even though we're impatient, it's not going to come out right away. Mike White needs a Mariah Carey fragrant moment. Yeah. He, and I don't want him to rush it. I want I want this idea to come organically. Yes. Um, so he needs a moment. He's a little tapped out. They literally just finished editing this episode a couple days ago. Oh, my God. Um, he said that to Vanity Fair. So uh, he's leaning toward Asia to be the location of the next season. Yeah, and he said as much in the the after show interview about the season. Said that the first season was about money, the second season was about sex, and this third season he wants it to be more satirical and about uh, death and how maybe the. with a different bend. So that makes sense if yep. if it's an, uh, an Asian country. I'm with both of you. Um, I will just uh, ditto everything the both of you said. I don't disagree with a single thing. Everything happened the way it was supposed to happen. And nothing seemed like out of out of line for the character, for the characters. Everything, and it makes sense. It's Mike White's singular vision. So it's not like a whole bunch of writers are coming in and, mm-hmm. you know, taking these characters in weird directions where the character wouldn't do this. 
it was all logical to me and made perfect sense. And I thought, bravo, sophomore seasons, as we have said on this broadcast a bazillion times, sophomore seasons to hits are very hard to do. Mike White broke. I mean, Mike White is going to be broke every superstition with this. He I think he actually created a better sophomore season than the freshman one. And the freshman was amazing, too. So bravo, Mike White. Bravo. Uh, when we come back, our first day with Holly, our first game with Holly, when we come back. If you would like to see Alexis on stage, and we're not talking about like a, a dance performance or anything, but it's a wonderful life, a live radio play benefiting Spare Key. Get your tickets to performances through the 23rd at the St. Paul Hotel. You can, uh, you're going to enjoy a three-course luncheon for afternoon performances and a three-course dinner for evening performances. And on Friday, December 16th, Alexis Thompson That's is going to have a... It's, oh, it's tonight. That's no. the night. No, Friday's the night. Yep. Oh, yeah. oh well, I thought you tonight. I'm like... Oh, no, no, no. I read it wrong. Yeah. Uh, Friday's the night. Uh, she has a special cameo. And if you can't make it to the performance, listen to it live right here on our station, yeah. presented by Highway Credit Union. SaintPaulHotel.com for tickets. Let you, you I'm a little memorizing scared. your um, lines. You I don't scared? have them yet, but okay. I didn't realize there would be lines. I thought I would just stroll up there and then, you Yeah, know, no, girl. Keep moving. Exactly. Exactly. Just walk across the stage. But, yeah, we shall see. Are you playing a lobster like in the nativity scene of Love Actually? <laughs> that would be great. Oh, um, do you want me to say what my role is, or should we wait? I think you should. No, yeah. uh, okay. Tell, what, what are you playing? I'm going to be an angel. <laughs> One of the angels. <laughs> I go. What do I wear? Black. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. um, you, you can wear a dark you want. angel, like a... <laughs> right? <laughs> Are you a harbinger of death, or what are you? Yes. I'm still not sure, because this is a whole new take on It's a Wonderful Life. They've been doing oh. it 16 years at the St. Paul Hotel. Holly and I both, we met some people from the production and uh, the actors and the mm-hmm. kind of grand pooba who puts it all together, and mm-hmm. wow, it's it, so it's a it's a take on it. So okay. it's, it's not the movie, of course, but you know they stick to the major themes. Yeah. So. The, the production is a little meta, yeah. meaning that it's like... They're putting on a radio play of It's a Wonderful Life. Oh! Yeah, so they're actors playing the roles. Got it. And actually, yeah, playing, yeah. That, and you're that is an a angel. great way to put it. Yes, I get, yes, I am. <laughs> yep. And okay. doing some introdu- introductions and things like that, too. So, well, break a leg, my friend. Thank break you. Yeah. Leg. Friday, get your tickets. Otherwise, yep. any other night, yeah, you get a great meal and it's just so festive. Yes, Rice Park. It's a classic. St. Paul Hotel is a classic. Mm -hmm. I stayed there. uh, We stayed there over the spring. I think it was so nice. Yeah. Um, Today's Holly's very first day with us. It's a start of a brand new uh, morning show. And uh, before we go any further, don't forget to go support our friends Bradley and Dawn and Mike. They begin their new adventure today at noon. Yes. Uh, Mm -hmm. But uh, this is Holly's, and this is a return of sorts. You know, the three of us. I've mentioned this a few times. We had dinner last week, and we're at a little bit of an advantage here because, uh, you know, we, we're we only changing the drapes. And, you know, Holly brought her napping rug with her. 
Uh, we're changing some uh, knickknacks on the shelf. Uh, the fundamental show is basically going to be the same. We do have some fun things planned, though. Um, some new fresh things um, because, you know, uh, we we get bored real mm-hmm. quick. All three of us have the attention span of a very, very small dung beetle. So um, <laughs> right. we have some fun things planned, but we're at an advantage. Uh, Holly's <laughs> been here before. She's not an unfamiliar voice, and uh, and we're excited. So trial by fire, initiation by fire. Mm-hmm. It is time for a game. Very well, well, well. You have five seconds, seconds. Five seconds. Initiating five seconds. This is Jason's new game. Not so new Five seconds showdown. <laughs> That's not enough time. You got five seconds. seconds. I thought about asking Rocco to update that, but just like Snowmageddon, I think we'll just leave it. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. I think there's a charm to it. Okay. Yes. Uh, we're going to play five seconds uh, rule. Now, we did... At that, at said dinner at my home, we did uh, do a practice round with Holly mm-hmm. uh, with this game. So she is now familiar with our uh, with our fun here. Okay, Alexis, are you ready? You will be. Uh, you're going to start off. Ready. Okay, this is a good one. It's pop culture. It's a good one. Here we go. Okay. Alexis. Yes. Name three famous male singers. Uh, Stevie Wonder, Michael Bublé, and Steven Tyler. Wow. Oh. That is a very eclectic <laughs> bunch there. Some of my favorites yeah. right there. Yeah. Oh, another pop culture one, Holly. The computer's Ooh. starting off easy okay. with you. I'm going to, I'm okay. I got to focus. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, that's how you close your eyes All right, a little it, bit. Yeah, I am going to close my eyes. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Name three TV shows. With good series finales. Ooh, uh, Saint Elsewhere, um, the Mary Tyler Moore Show, and um, ah, MacGyver. I don't know. I don't know how MacGyver ends. <laughs> MacGyver. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Did it even have show. a series finale? MacGyver. Or was it canceled. <laughs> it was canceled. I think. I don't, he, don't worry though. He got out with some string and a battery. Oh, sure justice for Richard T. Or no, what, what Richard, <laughs> Richard Dean? Dean. <laughs> Richard yes. Dean Anderson. Minnesota's own. Oh. He was so good looking back in the day. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. God, he, he was had hot. Some, he had some flow. Yeah, he did. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. That was good. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Oh, oh yeah. and thank you for the St. Elsewhere shout out. That was such a good show. Oh. And what a great finale. That's oh, one of the God. best of all time. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Lex, you All right, Jace. Yes, oh. I am. Here we go. Okay. Name three ways to become a millionaire. Um, uh, a job, getting it willed to you, and working hard. Yeah. 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 All good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Alexis. Yeah. Name three stories with witches in them. Hansel and Gretel, Snow White, and Maleficent. Okay, we'll give you that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're a little six second, but you know, we can call it six second showdown. <laughs> six second. Yeah. I'm sweating okay. now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm nobody, told, nobody told oh. me to bring my gold bond today. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you need your shaving your shaving bar? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna oh. close my eyes. Oh, this is a good one. Now, see, Lex, now the computer knows. We've we've gotten Holly warmed up. Now, right. for the, here we go. Name three things 
in your bathroom medicine cabinet? Oh. Um, a razor, lotion, and um, uh, my pills. <laughs> my pills. <laughs> my pills. <laughs> Pills! Yes! <laughs> my, my ointment! Well, okay. that too! Yeah. Okay, Lex? Oh, this is a funny follow-up, maybe to this. Jason? Oh yeah. Name three activities you do when yeah. no one is watching. Uh, pick my pants out of my butt, uh, scratch my butt, and uh, play solitaire. <laughs> You can multitask those. I can, I can do two of those things at once, by the way. the same vicinity. <laughs> oh, well, there we go, everyone. Holly survived her very yes. first five-second showdown, or if you're Alexis, six-and-a-half-second yeah. showdown. No, I'm going to say it's five-and-a-half seconds. <laughs> when, when we come back, it is uh, Am I the Ass Hat Part 1. Stay with us. Welcome back to the show, Jason and Alexis in the morning. Brand new start, brand new morning. I'm Jace with Lex and Holly. Hey, thanks to uh, thanks to Rocco, who I'm sure stayed late. Uh, yeah. Basically, it's something that, nor should it, it just washes over you, but uh, something that you listeners probably don't even recognize, but... We call them rejoins, and in TV we call them rejoins, but all of the little things with, hey, you know, you hear Zoe, our announcer, go, my talk 107.1, you know, man, with Jason, Alexa, all of those, every single one for every single show had to be redone uh, because of Colleen leaving and Dawn moving and Bradley going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, Rocco had wow. a list of like a million things that had to be changed today, today. Um, Colleen left on a Friday and everything had to be changed over for today. So um, appreciation for Rocco and uh, B. Arthur, I'm sure, helped as well. So, uh, yeah. So thanks, Rocco. We appreciate it. Everything sounds fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, Right now, though, um, it's another first for Holly. Uh, She has never experienced the wonderment, the thrill, (laughs) the uncomfortable conversations that come with am I the asshat. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, Walter. You're just an ass. Am I wrong? Am I the asshat? Part one. Okay, um, here we go. Am I the asshat for refusing to take care of my husband's pets while he's out of the country? You're, okay. Ooh, okay. I am a 29-year-old female. I've refused to take care of uh, my husband's Four cats when he leaves the country. He had gotten these cats like one month before he started a relationship. So they were there before me. I don't want kids anytime soon. He's on the same page. And while pets aren't as much of a responsibility as kids, there is still very much a big responsibility. And I don't want that either. I like my freedom. I like the idea that I can come and go whenever I want. I want uh, I want without having to get a pet sitter or having to rush home to feed a pet, scoop litter, clean messes, etc., not to mention the anxiety that comes with knowing a small animal is in my house and depending on me for everything. That's a lot of pressure for me. No, thank you. Whenever they approach me, I pet them. I buy them treats and generally we get along. When I told my husband that he's going to need to make arrangements for their care before he leaves the country, he was surprised and said, I thought you loved them. 
I told them that I also love my nieces and nephews, but you don't see me volunteering to be their extra parent. Uh, he plans to leave the country because he got a lucrative job opportunity for a three-year contract. If he was leaving for a weekend or something, fine. I'd watch them. But three years is asking too much. Wow. Also, we had discussed me visiting him a few times per year during that three-year period. So that whole plan of me taking over pet care had some holes in it to begin with. He's currently not talking to me, but I refuse to budge. I will not be taking care of those cats. Am I the asshat? Mm. Um, now, edit. He, she did add this. Before getting married, I did tell him that those cats are his responsibility. I will assist if he's unwell, happened to be really busy at the time, or going on a short trip. But ultimately, his responsibility, not mine. He agreed and we got married. So I have no idea why he's acting so surprised now. 651-641-1071. Is she the asshat, Alexis? It does change things a little bit because she had that conversation before they were married. But you just feel bad for those cats because what was the plan for three years that they would stay in a kennel for that long or be adopted? Like what what is her solution to this? If it's not her, then who? Um, But I guess she's also been upfront about it. So can I say part asset? You sure can. It's your show. Also, if you are this guy and you know that your spouse doesn't want anything to do with the cats, I wouldn't feel comfortable leaving them either. So you have to make other arrangements, I guess. Holly, how do you feel? You're Mm. a pet lover. Mm. I know. (laughs) Right? When living Uh with cats, you have many cats. So isn't it easier? Well, as Alexis said, it does change the conversation slightly, knowing that they already had a baseline conversation about how Mm -hmm. the cats would be handled. Yeah. That being said... You know what you're getting into when you're in that relationship and what those responsibilities are. When you become married, the the pets become the family pets and they're and they're part of that relationship. So, yeah. I say 3 quarters of an ass hat. Three quarters. Three quarters. Yeah, I love it. Okay. So we have a half ass hat, three quarters of an ass hat. Yep. Are you going full Monty Jace or? Um, I kind of am. Yeah. And I can't believe I feel this way. But even though you talked about it beforehand, life happens, as they say in Jurassic. Life finds a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Life happens. And if this is an incredible opportunity for your husband, the word selfish just keeps running through my mind, you know, and not, not only for your husband, but for your family in general, because she said lucrative. This is yeah. going to this is this is a big deal for your collective unit. And he's making sacrifices by being away from the family. She may have to make a sacrifice for the good of the for the overall good of the family. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Let's see what you guys think. Who should we go to first? Uh, let's do. Uh, I think Sherry's been holding the longest. Okay, let's go. Let's go to Sherry. Hi, Sherry. Welcome to the show. Is she the asshat? Uh, she sort of is the asshat, but in a way, it's his what he wants. She didn't want the cats. My husband did the same thing with a dog. He brought home a dog. And oh. I didn't have kids yet. We didn't have kids. And then he took a job away for a month. So I gave oh. the dog away. Sherry did not. Sherry, you didn't even pause. There were no commas. There were no No. semicolons in that sentence. Did you have a conversation before you did it, or did he just come home and no dog? 
He just came home with a dog. Oh, okay. We had but... no conversation. Okay. Then he did it again when we had two boys. So I was the man out. He brought home a dog again, oh. and we ended up keeping the dog. But I had two boys that wanted a dog. So. But when you gave away that first dog, did you have it? Did you just like, give it away, or was there a conversation with him? Did he know about it? <laughs> He didn't know about it because he was gone Girl. looking for a month. He just oh. toodled off. So there wasn't any. Girl, I, so I, I think I, I, think I love you. Family. I think I love you very much. Family. Oh, God, Sherry. I think I really love you. That is, that's, you. That's, that's, that yes. is a baller. That is a baller move right there. That is good. Bye. Bye, Scruffy. Bye, Scruffy. Bye, <laughs> Bye. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you. Let's, let's go to, uh, who do we have, Holly? Who should we go to? Let's go to Julie. Okay. Hi, Julie. Welcome to the show. Uh, is she the asshat? Um, I think they're both a little bit asshat, but I find this whole situation kind of sus. I mean, she's 29, and he's taking off, so they've not been married that long, I would think, and he's taking off for three years. And if he's going to be gone three years, why can't he take the cats? I don't know. Oh, that's a good oh, question. Yeah, oh. Yeah, why can't he? If this, if the job wants him that bad, they can make um, accommodations. You know, find yes. him temporary housing to take that. That's a good point, Julie. They could Thank- also have deeper issues in their marriage. This is just kind of the, you know, yeah, the sprinkles. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, the straw yeah. that broke the pussycat's back. Yes, <laughs> let's go. Let's go to. Let's go. Let's go to Mary on line three. Mary, we're giving you the last word. Is she the asshat? Okay. It's half and half. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, yeah, to the last caller's point, you know, if you're leaving for three years, it's like three years? Wow. But I've got three cats of my own. I live by myself. And you know what? I hate taking care of them. I love them dearly. Mm -hmm. But the cat boxes and the cat food and they're dumping cat food and it's, it's messy. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. But, you know, still, it's like if you love your husband, then you should probably, you know, split it. You know, you take care of him half the time and then get a cat sitter to help you out. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, a good yeah. That's a thought. Yeah. I love it. Thank you, Mary. Thanks, Mary. We appreciate you. Beth um, says uh, for three years, though, that's a really long time. It's not that babysitting is... the cats for a weekend. Yeah. I, I like what the uh, one listener said. I don't understand why he can't take them. Yes. Mm-hmm. If he loves them that much, I know that. See, that's actually what I would do. I wouldn't. I wouldn't rely on Colin for three years. I, I, if, if he wasn't, if he didn't right. love Big and Dexter, which he does, but you know what I mean. Yep. I, I would just take them. Kristen so. emailed said, "Dude, they're cats. Chill out, lady." <laughs> I love our <laughs> listeners. I love yes. our listeners. <laughs> When we come back, we're not done. We have another scenario, so don't you get out of that car. So stay right there. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Lex in the Cities, Holly Roberts, and Jason Matheson. We'll be right back. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.